This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. We wondered how long it would be, but Vars had it say for the first time this season as Liverpool fall to defeat in Napoli. Not the way Jurgen Klopp would have wanted the Reds to start their Champions League defence, a 2-0 loss to Carlo Angelotti's side. A penalty in the 82nd minute that appeared to show a lack of contact between Andy Robertson and Jose Callion allowed Dries Mertens to open the scoring despite Adrian's best efforts. Fernando Llorente's second added the gloss for the Italians before the full-time whistle blew. Well, I'm Guy Clark, and this is the post-game podcast, bringing you all the reaction that you need. We'll be crossing to the Stadio San Paolo to hear from our team in Italy very soon. You'll also hear Jurgen Klopp's press conference in full, and of course, fan reaction right here on the Blood Red channel. Well, to Naples we go then, and to our Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst, for his verdict. Liverpool's defence of the Champions League got off to the worst possible start this evening at Stadio San Paolo, as they were beaten 2-0 by Napoli. Uh, it was a fairly even game to be fair, both teams went for it, it was a, a game that uh, the fizzed and that there was a lot of uh, activity at both ends. Um, the goals came in the final uh, 10 minutes when um, Jose Callahan skipped away from Andy Robertson and went down cheaply it must be said. Uh, referee Felix Bridge pointed to the spot and in fairness, he, could VAR have overruled it? Possibly. It, it was a cheap one but three Smertens finished it off. Uh, gave the home side the lead and then uh, the rarest of mistakes from Virgil van Dijk made it 2-0 at the end um, with Fernando Llorente finishing it off coolly. Um, it's not a disaster for Liverpool, um, they remain in charge of their own destiny in Group E. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg beat Genk 6-2 so Liverpool are playing catch up in Group E but they'll have no concerns long term over going through in this group and defending their uh, Champions League title in the knockout stages. Um, disappointing night, Liverpool must be sick to death of coming here to Stadio San Paolo after last year's 1-0 defeat, but long term it's no disaster. Liverpool's outstanding performer on the night was Fabinho. Um, he didn't feature last season as he was still getting to grips with Jürgen Klopp's midfield after his 40 million move from Monaco, but uh, he was the, the outstanding performer this evening. Um, everything he did was, was excellent. He snapped into tackles, he got Liverpool on the front foot as he typically does, and he just displayed his, his furthering influence on this Liverpool side. Um, he's now almost a shoe in that midfield. And you're in Klaus midfield three, he's basically taken one of those slots as the number six, and this evening he was excellent. Um, another creditable mention goes to Adrian, who pulled off an outstanding save to deny Dries Mertens early in the second half. Uh, that was after a double save in the first, which ended up with um, Irving Lozano nodding in when he was offside. But um, a rare off night for a lot of Jürgen Klopp's charges. Roberto Firmino uh, did okay, but he wasn't up to the high standards that he set for, uh, for much of the season. Sadio Mane and uh, Mohamed Salah, again, um, we're not, uh, we're not at their best, but uh, no disasters for Jürgen Klopp long term. The Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst giving his take on tonight's result out in Naples. Well, from our man to the man, Jürgen Klopp, and here's what he's had to say to the gathered press out in Italy. Jürgen, how would you sum up that? Uh, okay, good. Um, I matched on the game then last year when we played here and lost one of them. So we had uh, a lot of good moments. I think we, we controlled the game in a lot of moments. We had a lot of wonderful interceptions, putting the ball, had counter-attacks. The whole team the teams obviously showed a lot of respect for each other. Very, very compact, defended well. Um, and we, um, that's how we would play a game against a strong side, to be honest. And, uh, it was really hard work for both teams. And uh, the second half was a bit, and while the moments where both the counter-attack, counter-attack, lost the ball at the 
the other box and then we had to run back to our own box again. And then we started controlling the game again and then we conceded the 1-0. And uh, that was the game changer tonight and obviously and so we, we have to accept the result and uh, do that. And we are uh, really critical with ourselves but it was not uh, a really, really bad um, performance. It was a game where you which you can win at Napoli. But we didn't because we didn't score, but it doesn't work then really. And then you want to have at least a point. And we didn't get that um, yeah, because of the penalty. I'm pretty sure there are different views on that situation. But um, when the player jumps before there's contact, then it cannot be a penalty. We cannot change that anymore, so that's how it is. And um, now we carry on. That's it. Yeah, there was an, an incident in the game against Newcastle United where you didn't get a penalty through the VAR and now it seems like VAR hasn't been applied tonight. Are you fully, do you believe in the system or because it seems like it's penalising you quite heavily at the moment? Look, as I said last week, maybe um, on Newcastle game it would have been decisive, we would discuss differently. Now it was decisive, now I could say a lot of things about it, but then I would look like a bad loser. Actually, I'm not maybe not the best loser in the world, but I'm not bad. It's a decision made by human beings. So I think when you see the pictures, then it's clear, but the rule is like um, if it's not a clear mistake, and now still human beings decide what is a clear mistake. <laughs> so it's this days that I, what, can I, what can I say about it? It's very decisive um, in that moment for sure, but we cannot change it anymore. So am I, I think it will help in the long term, but as long as human beings make the decision, there will be still, still potential for failure. That's how it is. We're all like this. So, um, uh, yeah, what can I say? The, the, obviously, the rules are like this, and they have to adjust them, the rules. It's, uh, the German team, they do it for a while already. The, 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 the VR was German as well, so um, they, they do it longer than others, and, but they still happen things like this. So they will find an explanation why they did the right thing. So that's how it is. And I would say if he didn't whistle the penalty, he would not have overruled him from the VAR, so then we have to accept all these things, that's how it is. But of course we all wanted to have more clarification in these things. Now we don't have it, what can I say? I can't decide that. Maybe we can ask that question. Does anybody think in the room it was a penalty after seeing the VAR pictures? Come on. Anybody thinks you saw the picture and think it's a penalty? Just a few things. Look. That's why it was not a clear mistake, because he thinks it's a penalty. <laughs> now you come up, and it was too late, he's had it first. Grazie. <laughs> 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 Dove può arrivare? Può andare avanti oppure è una squadra destinata comunque a fermarsi, diciamo, strada facente? 
We saw a very uh, entertaining match tonight between two very good sides, very evenly matched contest. Ultimately, the game came down to those decisions. How far do you think Napoli can go in the competition? Do you think they can go very far, or do you think they'll uh, they'll fall by the wayside in the knockout stages? They can win the competition. Well, that's how it is. If you have a good plan, if you have good players, what they obviously have, then you can win the competition. We experienced that. You don't have to be the best team in the world to win the Champions League. You have to be there in the right moments, and you need to be lucky in some situations when um, only two guys in a row think it's a penalty. <laughs> Still have to accept that's a penalty. So, but um, that's all. They can win the competition, of course. Final question. Thank you. But mine had the right description. Hi, Jürgen. Hi. Uh, start season earlier than Napoli, but in the second half, Napoli seems to have more power than, than, uh, than, uh, than you. And uh, what's your opinion about this? And uh, if this match can be important for, uh, for the final ranking of the group? Tonight the questions are really challenged to be honest. Before he said now it was an equal game, I think the guy from Sky Italia asked me um, or told me that Napoli was much better than us. I didn't see that game, so I don't know exactly where he was when the game happened. But now you say we were tired. Who had the cramps? Who was on the ground? Our Liverpool player or Napoli player? So after the 2-0, they look fresher than us. After the 1-0, they look fresher than us. That's normal. You get a boost. But there was no fresher team on the pitch. There was no physical problem. Apart from the normal physical problems in a game like this, which is very intense, both in spite hard, and all so that was not a physical problem tonight. We had um, we have to finish the situation. So you have how everybody like in positive moments, and you can run forever. We didn't have really positive moments tonight. And the first positive moments for Napoli, they got the, how we say, the second air. So they could go again. That's normal. But that was not the reason. And for the final rank of the group, this match can be important. Because Napoli win a good Yeah. I hope it's not decisive. Give us at least a few more games to change the table. In the moment, it looks like Napoli's through. But we still will be late. Uh, yeah, do not stop. That's guys, thank you very much. Thank you. See you. Jurgen Klopp speaking to the media following the 2-0 loss to Napoli to start Liverpool's defence of the Champions League. Well, we've got our usual contributors lined up and ready to have their say on tonight's action, starting with Matt Addison after a fourth consecutive away group stage defeat for the Reds. It's becoming a bit of a pattern now which is a slight concern and I'm sure a lot will be made of this from Reds fans and from fans of other teams as well but that's more because Liverpool don't lose too often these days. It's become as a, a bit of a shock. For a long time tonight I think Liverpool at least matched Napoli and on another day they probably could have won that match. I think a point overall would have been a fair result and a result that Jurgen Klopp would have taken as well. There was still a few positives to take from, from from tonight. I think Fabinho was unbelievable. I think his performance was almost perfect, really. The aggression, that front foot nature that he has into every tackle and every pass. Everything he does is just so clean and so assured. And tonight, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Along with the front three and Virgil van Dijk, he's probably one of those who's nailed on to start at Stamford Bridge next weekend. 
I thought Adrian in goal as well looked really assured, which is great to see. That save from Dries Mertens from close range was probably better than Alisson's last year on match day six from Milik. And, you know, that really does say something. It kept Liverpool in the game at that point, And uh, for him to produce a save like that on the big stage, absolutely fantastic for him. Roberto Firmino, I thought, was below par tonight. We know that he wasn't meant to play at the weekend against Newcastle, so perhaps he was tired, if not physically, then mentally. And he just didn't quite get it right tonight. Hopefully there's enough time between now and Sunday for him to get himself refreshed. I thought Sadio Mane and Mo Salah weren't quite at it either. Obviously there was that counter-attack when Mane could have found the Egyptian, but didn't quite manage to do so. If he'd have done that, perhaps it would have turned out differently tonight, but in the end it just wasn't to be. I thought defensively Liverpool did quite well tonight, apart from that one moment of concentration lost from Andy Robertson. You can see why it was given the penalty, and you can also see why it wasn't overturned. I think on balance it probably was a dive, but at the same time Felix Brick, you know, even when it went to VAR, I didn't think it was going to get overturned. In real time it looked like a, a stonewall penalty kick, second viewing perhaps less obvious, but... It was just one of those. It was unfortunate for Robertson, but he did give the referee a decision to make by leaving his leg hanging. That second goal, I thought, was really harsh on Liverpool to lose by two goals tonight. But a mistake, an uncharacteristic mistake from Van Dijk, cost the Reds near the end. And I thought, to be honest, Liverpool were comfortable for 80 minutes tonight, and a bad 10 minutes near the end let them down. A few poor balls in the final third were a slight concern, but Liverpool, I'm sure, will be straight back at it on Sunday. And I still think the Reds will qualify from the Champions League group, so all will be well in the end. And of course, it's so important to remember that last season Liverpool lost on their opening game away from home in Naples, and we all know how the 2018-19 campaign ended. Madison there with a flavour of the fan reaction we have in store for you tonight, which includes this. Clop out, burn your shirts, give your badges and your scarves away. Oh my word, Liverpool have lost panic stations. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Well, there's plenty more of where that came from here on Post Game tonight, so let's waste no more time and hear the thoughts of our Reds fans. Owen and Ross are to come, but not before Simon Donnelly. I've always thought that the Champions League was a bit of a Mickey Mouse tournament, really. I wish. No, seriously, not a great opening game in our defence of uh, our, our big ears tonight. 2-0 defeat by Napoli, late goals, penalty and a, maybe a little bit of a mistake. First time I can remember one from Big Virgil. But Napoli is a very, very tough and intimidating place to go. Probably, I would say, this was the most difficult game we have to face in this group stage. Um we didn't start the tournament well last season and we all know that how that ended up. So we've got to take this on the chin, we've got to accept it. We haven't we've had a bit of an off night, we haven't played well at all really, and we've suffered this defeat. But there's plenty of time and plenty of games in this group stage to get ourselves back where we belong and pull ourselves through into the knockout stages. I still think we'll do that. I don't think I have any doubt in my mind about that. And I don't know about anybody else, and I don't know whether I'm wrong, you can all shout me down about this, but but currently, especially with it being of such an early stage in the Champions League, all I can think about is the Prem. I really can. Um, 
if we're going to have an off night, I'd rather we had it tonight. I don't want us to have it on Sunday away at Chelsea. Quite possibly our toughest game so far in the Prem. And we're sitting pretty on top at the moment, five points clear of City. And that is, I'm, I apologise if you disagree with me, but that is overriding the Champions League for me at the moment by miles. I still think we'll turn this, the Champions League round in the first game. I'm sure we'll get through. I've never wanted anything in football more than I want the Premier League this season. And the start we've had, I just want us to maintain that. City have had a couple of slip-ups. They've got now two big defensive injuries, so looking a little bit vulnerable there. We've got to take advantage of this. And if we're going to put our, our if we're going to get our bad games in the Champions League and focus on the Premier League, then that suits me fine. We'll get over tonight, roll on next Sunday, roll on Stamford Bridge. Let's keep this momentum going. Come on, you Reds. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Clop out. Burn your shirts. Give your badges and your scarves away. Oh, my word. Liverpool have lost panic stations. Ooh. Um, well, of course, don't do any of that. Uh, this is actually a very good performance, wasn't it? It just feels a bit weird that we actually lost a game for once. But let's be magnanimous, shall we? Hats off to Napoli. Well done. I thought they were good, especially in defence with the human magnet. Coolibaly. We could have done a bit better in attack, but in the bigger scheme of things, this game doesn't count for Toffee. Although, hang on, why am I mentioning Toffee on a Champions League night? Yes, this was pretty good by us, as I say, let down only by Big Verge's tired mind and additional time, and, of course, the second incompetent decision by VAR refs to go against us in just a week. I have a mad, loony, outrageous, batty idea, but please bear with me here, it just might work. Instead of all this beard scratching and hand flapping and finger pointing over what is or isn't a clear and obvious error by a referee who may or may not, most probably may not, have a good view of a particular incident, why don't we just simply ask ourselves, is it a penalty? Therefore, clearly, yes, in reference to Lascelles Mexican wrestling headlock on the weekend, and clearly no, in reference to Robbo's entirely legitimate, perfect tackle today. What are they playing at? In terms of playing, there was a game to comment on too, and as I said before, we did well. 13 shots to Napoli's 10, more possession than them, 84% passing accuracy. We were just unlucky. It happens. That's football, as Jürgen likes to say. That's football. It's just a pity that football seems to be refereed by, in my opinion, complete nincompoops. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Um, I'm going to stop sporting Liverpool now uh, because I just can't take it anymore. What a defeat. Uh, no, it doesn't matter, does it? 
Josh, from Widnes with his thoughts on Napoli v Liverpool game. In the end, we ended up losing the game 2 0, but quite a few positives to take. A cracking game of football, you know, virtually all the way through the first half. It was a pleasure to watch. Two, two high quality sides. Technically, there was some fantastic football played, in my opinion, in that first half. Some of the ones touched off from both sides, to be fair, as well. It wasn't just from Liverpool, both sides. Really, really good to watch. Massive credit needs to go to Napoli. You know, not many teams are going to go toe to toe with Liverpool like they, they've done tonight. And, and Napoli did do that. They were quite happy to play as their own game. You know, they were pressing high. They were, they were quick on the counter. You know, everything that we do well, that's what they done well as well. Uh, it was a re- really, really enjoyable first half. Obviously, there was a few chances here and there. That was the only. There was no. That was the only thing that was probably missing from the game. You know, there's some high quality chances, but I think a lot of that credit needs to go down to the defending as well. You know, in the first half, the usual suspects for Liverpool were great, and obviously for Napoli, Kabili was absolutely immense the whole game. You know, he's he's been talked about for the last few years as a, you know one of the best in the. In the world, and again, I thought he was brilliant. And Fabinho, Fabinho for Liverpool, absolutely brilliant as well. Broke up everything, and was also, you know, playing some great balls. He he's turning into something special. He's he's gonna he's a very important player for Liverpool, and maybe one of our most important. That's that's a real positive. But obviously, we've ended up losing the game two 0 um, Penalty in the 80th minute for Napoli. In my opinion, it was a bit soft, harsh to say the least. But you know, Robinson's dangled the leg, and there's there's obviously going to be a bit of an outcry. Did did he touch him in that? But you know, the the, the attackers you know won that penalty. Uh, I've seen him given. It's harsh, but I've seen him given. You could call into play VAR and all that, but it's not a road I like to go down. You just got to take it on the chin. You know, they go one nil up, and then we're pushing on to try and get an equaliser, and then. 92nd minute, something like that. The ex Tottenham man pops up with a, you know, a very, very unlucky mistake from Van Dyke. Not like him at all. We've lost the game 2 0, and, you know, I, I, I don't think it was a fair scoreline. But make no mistake, Napoli, I thought, high quality side, you know, one of the better sides we've played in the, you know, the last six months or so. Right up there. Re- really, really good game. Also, I think we've also got to mention, I thought Adrian was brilliant for Liverpool, made some cracking saves. Obviously, he's a really good shot stopper. Looked, he looked, looked dodgy in the first the first few games for Liverpool, you know, some of his kicking, footwork, his passing. But that that's really improved. I thought he was massively improved in that department again today. And there's no doubt he's a good shot stopper. He made some great saves, particularly in that second half. And as did their keeper as well. Their keeper made a couple of good saves from you know Salah and Mane. Don't forget. So we've we've lost the game two 0 but I'm not too downhearted. I think you'd like to think now going into this in this Champions League, it's going to be between it's going to be between us and Napoli for the top two. We should have no problem dispatching the other the other sides in the group. So we've still got to play them at home. And like I say, high quality side, high quality game of football. Really, really enjoyed it. Other than the results, obviously. 
And now I'm looking forward to, which is it is really a big game now on uh, Sunday, Chelsea. Another game to test ourselves. You know, I, I really fancy us. These high quality sides, these 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 better sides, we will turn up. So I've got no qualms about playing them. Look forward to it. Roll on Sunday. Come on, you Reds. Ross there following on from Owen and Simon Donnelly here on the post-game podcast. Of course, a fair few talking points tonight to get into then. Least of all, perhaps, the lack of intervention from VAR for the Napoli penalty, which Ryan Scott in our Blood Red podcast Facebook group sums up rather nicely. VAR is absolutely pointless. Well, that's that then. Kev Benson says, awful performance. We look very tired and that was the worst refereeing I've seen for a long time. Fabinho, by far, our best player. And Rob Mason writes, disappointing result again in Naples. Front three struggle to get a pass to each other throughout the game. Will be better next time we play them. RB Salzburg next then. I'm sure we'll see a vast improvement. Well, thanks to everyone who's taken the time to get the conversation started or added to the debate in our Blood Red podcast Facebook group. And if you aren't a member, seek it out because it's well worth your time. Back to our contributors now, though. And Mark Baker in a moment following on from Matt Whitty. Disappointing results and continues our poor form away in the group stages of the Champions League. But it's not the end of the world, as we proved last season when we lost every single one of our away games in the group stages. And I thought tonight was a much better performance overall compared to our performance against Napoli last season when we were when we were really poor. I thought that Adrian had a really good game, a couple of uh, a really good double save in the first half that was nodded in, but by a, an offside player, um, and a brilliant save as well um, on the stretch when he looked like he was on his way down, but just kept his right hand up at the last second to to keep the ball out. It was a it was a really really good save from him, and I thought that Matip and uh, Van Dijk up until the last moment actually were were, were very good. And also um, a big uh, a, a big shout out really to uh, to Trent Alexander Arnold, who was I thought he was excellent defensively. Um, it's so difficult to be a fullback in this Liverpool team because we're such an attacking team. The fullbacks have to play so high, and they're such an integral part to the way that we attack that they're always going to be chasing back regularly. And it's kind of a surprise really that we don't get more yellow cards for uh, sort of cynical fouls on the way back and suspensions and things. Um, but I thought Trent was excellent, um, and particularly in sort of a an old-fashioned full-back kind of role where he's really covering for the centre-backs. He was, uh, yeah, he, he, he was really good. He was a proper part of that back line defensively tonight, and he did he did really well. Um, there were, you know, three or four times when he got back and he was the, the last defender covering when... Uh, when Matip was uh, was slightly uh, in the wrong place or was was overloaded, yeah, he did he did he did really well. But I think going forward, we didn't quite have the the cutting edge. Uh, the uh, the fabulous front three didn't quite um, click tonight. Uh, there was a there was a glorious chance when Manny broke away and couldn't find Salah with a pass that. Um, Certainly, two seasons ago, and at times last season, was sort of the the hallmark of the way that we that we played. But yeah, just couldn't find that couldn't find that pass. And Salah had a great chance uh, after a miss kick from uh, the from um, the Napoli centre half, 
and it was a it was a, it was a really good finish, but uh, a, a, a great save by the by the Napoli keeper. And um, I, I thought the, uh, the the man of the match really was uh, was Koulibaly. I thought he was uh, he was excellent for Napoli. I got I got sick of hearing his name really on commentary with the number of interceptions he made, the number of headers he made. He just had a had a really good game. There was there was one moment where Salah turned him um, on the half hour mark or so, but couldn't quite finish. But but not to be. So yeah, we've uh, started the game, uh, started the group with a uh, with a defeat in our first game. But as we know from last season, it's a long competition and very very far from over. Mark Baker reflecting on Napoli versus Liverpool in the Champions League. So uh, I don't think there's a great deal to be too concerned about, if I'm honest, for Liverpool. I thought in general they played actually quite well against the, uh, you know, a tough opponents in Europe going away from home and in the corresponding fixture last season I actually felt Liverpool were absolutely terrible thinking back to the game better than every department in terms of with the ball with our organisation it was a real there wasn't too many last season but it was a real dark day on the season so in terms of how Liverpool played tonight I thought the organisation of the side was good I thought on numerous occasions especially in the first half they were able to counter press um, through Fabino, second half through Henderson, win the ball quite high, and then feed the forward players into really good areas. And unfortunately, the three players at the top end of the pitch, who were the elite players in Liverpool's side, didn't play well on the night. Um, I mean, Salah had an, an excellent shot in which the goalkeepers tipped around with an excellent save, but apart from that, um, I felt that they were under par. And then you could go into, well, have Liverpool got alternatives when these players are under par, I suppose, and and what options have they got in in relation to replacing them. But that's a, that's another matter. It doesn't happen very often. They're all three aren't quite up to standard. But I, I did. I felt there was really some really good parts of the game in which Liverpool created good chances. But against all good sides, and Napoli had a good side with good players, if you then don't take them chances and then you create or make an error in your own penalty area. So basically Liverpool weren't creating the two boxes really going forward and then in their own box because as much as you can say it was a dive and you know you look at the replays again and it, it probably was a dive on first inspection I felt it was a penalty and I don't if you're Robertson in that situation you have to refrain from, from dangling that leg because players are clever Callahan. A clever player has gone over on it. And I think it's it's definitely a learning curve that you can't make that tackle in the penalty area. So Liverpool, I mean, the second goal is just one of them. Obviously, they're chasing the game. Van Dijk's probably trying to keep the ball in play and, and it ends up being 2-0. But yeah, lessons to learn from in both boxes for Liverpool. But it certainly wasn't like some of the performances they put in away from home in Europe at the at last season. One thing I would say is, I think... This is one thing I've been... It's part for the past year, really. I think, obviously, James Milner had a very good uh, season, the season before last, especially in the run into the Champions League final, which ultimately ended in defeat against Real Madrid. But I do feel that he's be, been below uh, the required midfield standard for Liverpool in, in a good year now. I know there's a school of thought that he carries on improving and uh, carries on defying science, if you like, because of his age. But for me... That's inaccurate. I feel in the last year he has been below the level 
and I don't see him as a starter in Liverpool's side. I feel he can be loose in possession, surrender the ball, especially away from home, which is such a crucial currency in that you, you keep hold of the ball. And I felt too often he did that. I mean, I know Liverpool ends up losing the game when he actually went off the field to play, but it was just it's just something that I would be trying to phase out now. I, I feel he has been below that. And I'd be surprised, really. I know he's he's a massive influence off the pitch for Liverpool. But I would now be surprised if he was offered another deal um, with any assurance about it being in the first eleven. And I don't really see what he's bringing to that midfield at the moment when he's playing in there or what he's been bringing to it for the, the past season, really. So, apart from individualised games, I can't really feel too many times where he's really stood out in terms of performance. And I feel, obviously, we're not having Vijnaldum in the side today. I think he can take the sting out of games, Vijnaldum. I think he's a very metronomic player. Well, proven. I think he's got the top pass accuracy in the Premier League, if not second. And for me, in a big away game, in big games in general, I feel he, he's a really useful player in circulating the ball and and calming things down. So he would definitely have been one I'd have tried to utilise. But obviously Klopp's thinking about in terms of legs. But for me, uh, Milner would be a bit further down that pecking order than he currently is at, at this present moment in time especially with another player like Adam Lallana, who'd be perfect for that sort of situation in in terms of uh, retaining the ball at a difficult venue. But in general, not too much to worry about for Liverpool, and I think ultimately it was decided in both boxes, and Liverpool just have to be better against that kind of opposition going forward throughout the season, because Liverpool didn't lose the league. Well, they didn't lose the league, but what I mean is they only came up short against some of the, the better sides in the league in comparison to Manchester City, so the top six rivals, and they've also struggled against some top rivals away from home in the Champions League, so uh, as much as they seem to have mastered conquering lesser teams, it's now about getting on top and winning all of these big games, if you like. Mark Baker rounding things off then. James Milner and Fabinho certainly on different ends of criticism and praise this evening. That's all from us here on Post Game. Before we go, though, just a quick reminder here from Blood Red that we're also available on YouTube, bringing you regular video content too, as well as our vast array of podcast offerings from wherever, of course, you're listening to this now. Post Game's back on Sunday following the trip to Stamford Bridge. Before that, though, we've plenty to keep you going including Poetry in Motion with Neil Fitzmorris, Analyzing Anfield, and of course, Friday's Dose of Blood Red. Until then, though, it's goodbye. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red channel.